Hey everyone, welcome to episode 111 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. If we're leaving the state, there's a 99% chance <laughs> we will go to a Taco Bell. Yes, that is true. That is true. Derek and Steve present... Like, are you serious, Isaiah? Like, you're not going to talk to Danny H again. You're not Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. like, he traded you for Kyrie Irving. He literally was a homeless man who would fight people yeah. for money. Yeah. And he would dominate. His name is Winston Duke. Which I would not have known. Which that. is a power name. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah. So Winston Duke <laughs> is playing Kimbo Slice. Nice. Anything else you want to say about uh, Indy? Um, no. It is a very average town. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Check it Good out. To know. If Brave you're there. reviews. <laughs> Brave reviews. From Don't Steve. go out of your way to see it. You heard it here second. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 111 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's happening? What is happening, Derek? Not much is happening. This may be our. Uh, Last podcast yeah. together in person. In person, wow. Um, we well, the last regularly scheduled podcast correct. in person. I'm we'll sure be, we'll do something. I am uh, heading yeah. down to sunny Florida uh, to go to law school, but we do intend to keep the yep. podcast going. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news for the listeners. That's the good news. Um, for those of you that have a very keen ear, you might have heard us remove two words from the <laughs> introductory statement of the podcast. I won't even tell you what they are because I want you to go back and no, play earlier we episodes. Tell them. No, no one's going we to. We got to get play counts. We got to get people <laughs> to go back and know. Uh, so we removed the every week um, because we just just w- didn't want to guarantee anything that we can't be sure we're going to uphold just yet. As you make the transition into law school, I would like to say that I think I did a seamless transition. Oh yeah. Yeah, I bet you couldn't tell when I first did it because no, yeah. new episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com or new episodes are released on DerekAndSteve.com. Yeah. <laughs> you don't notice it. People might even Nailed skip it. in that. You know, people might even do the little 15-second skip. They we should. Don't, we don't know. Yeah, they probably do. They so. probably skip through this crap, too, <laughs> yeah. the opening drive. That's also <laughs> yeah. true, also true. So um, episode 111, as Steve mentioned, probably our last regularly scheduled in-person podcast as Steve moves away to Florida. He will talk more about that later. We will talk more about ideas later for the structure of the podcast, address some new potential audiences that could be listening for the first time today. Hello, listeners. Um, Hello, listeners. We've made a couple tweaks to the way we framed the episode today, you know, with that in mind. And uh, we'll touch on all that towards the end. Um, But yeah, so anything else you want to say before we kick it off here? No, just that I'm very excited for our special guest today. Yeah, special guest for the first time in a while. Yeah, so you want to give them a little sneak peek of who it is before we we pick up the phone? Sure. So we are about to interview L Gambling Guru at L Gambling Guru otherwise known as John Anthony from Twitter, over 3,000 followers, over 3,100 followers. Um, we heard about this guy from a friend, a, a self-proclaimed gambling degenerate friend, um, but he's been following John Anthony's picks, uh, says he's almost spot on, ha- that he uses the, the hashtag free yeah. money. Uh, we asked him to come on for college football season to give yep. some insight and maybe some betting lines for college football and uh, hopefully make some of our listeners some Hashtag free money. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we know someone who's paying off a lot of student loans right now with, uh, with the free money he's making, and that's not even a joke. We, I would we, hope we, it's not <laughs> a lot of student loans. <laughs> it hope, well, well, I don't know, but, uh, but I know he gambles a lot, and, he, yeah. and he's, he's not losing everything, and it's partially because of John Anthony. So for whatever that's worth, um, John, I, I also just went to his Twitter page and didn't even realize because I saw this movie so long ago. Did you, did you see the picture? In, I in, do, yeah. Do you know what that's from? Um, I recognize it's it. from a movie called Two for the Money, which I love that movie, but I saw it so long ago that I completely forgot his name was John Anthony. 
And so that's actually the alias he's using is, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's, I assume his name's not really John Anthony. Yeah. He's, a, he's a Twitter personality, but John Anthony is the movie character. So I did not even piece that together, but, uh, but yeah, so I love that movie. Go see it. It's a very old movie, Matthew McConaughey. Um, but it's, uh, that's about sports gambling and we're talking to the real John Anthony coming up here. So L gambling guru. Yeah. Let's give him a ring. Welcome to the podcast, the million dollar man with the billion dollar plan, ready to make all your betting dreams come true. John Anthony, welcome to You Heard It Here Second. Hey guys, I uh, really appreciate you having me on the podcast. I uh, really forward, look forward to, to chatting with you and you know talking with more uh, friends and really growing the free money train. Well, <laughs> the free we, money train. The free money train I love, <laughs> and we do consider ourselves friends because you have actually made us and some of our friends some money. Yeah. Um, ah, <laughs> which that's is what good. I like to hear. Good. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we got to ask. We don't know much about you because your, your Twitter bio yep. is, is pretty uh, pretty sparse, but but where are you located? Mm-hmm. What's your back? What, what, what's your deal, John Anthony? Yeah, so uh, some information I like to keep closed, but I do <laughs> live in New York, and I also make frequent trips to Las Vegas, so uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But uh, definitely uh, – you know, ready to come on this podcast and give you guys some free money tips. So <laughs> right. I'll just leave it at that. Well, the persona checks out as far as your locations. That's what I. That's what I want from my uh, gambling guru. So <laughs> yeah. uh, once again, it's it's at at El Gambling Guru. I know you have some Twitter followers that were a little bit excited about this as well, from what I could gather. Uh, some people looking yeah. forward to your appearance. Do you make appearances like this often for other other podcasts or no? I haven't in a while, actually. So this is a right. this is a big thing for me. So uh, you know, consider yourself a little lucky for this. <laughs> we, uh, but yeah, I've had a couple people mention that they're really excited, looking forward to this interview. So uh, you know, I'm excited for it. All right, I cool. like it. Well, not to make this super biased, but we we are both BC grads. So I, my first question to you is going to be pretty pretty biased in the BC side. What do you expect? Because I looked through your tweets, and you have BC kind of surprising some people this year. I see three teams that will greatly exceed expectations. Florida Gators, Boston College, Mississippi State. Um, BC's, I think, a 5.5 is the over-under for games yep. this year. So, do, you, yeah. do you see Boston so, uh, College yeah. winning more than BC, five games? I saw that you guys are a couple of BC alums, so uh, you guys are in for a great year. So the over-under right. used to be 5.5, but the total has actually risen to 6, uh, and I expect that to actually go up uh, to 6.5 probably by the start of the season. Um, I mean, you guys – Boston College is is returning the, actually the most number of starters in the ACC this season at 16. Uh, you know, you lost Terrell Landry, but I love me some Zach Allen. That guy is a <laughs> monster uh, on the defense. And uh, they got they got some dudes coming back. Their DBs, love them. Uh, they're, they're, yes, their, their schedule is a little bit tough. You know, they got some tough matches. But at six, I love the over for the Eagles. Wow. All right, all right. I so love you, that. even with that, we haven't even spoken yeah. about my bo- about your boy, AJ Dillon. Oh yeah, we, we talk about AJ a lot, for sure. So even yeah. going up from five and a half to six and a half, you like the over still? I I, I love it at six, six and a half. Try and get it in early so you don't have to worry about that. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Hmm. And all AJ right. AJ Dillon percent percent chance at the Heisman because I know he's on a lot of Heisman watch and I and I saw you just get excited about AJ. Um, our star love AJ love AJ Heisman 
no chance. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, frankly, BC just won't make the playoffs this year, and it'll be nearly impossible for him to amass the number of yards and touchdowns needed to, to be considered for the Heisman. But, you know, he could definitely win the best running back overall for the year. So, Heisman, no shot. Don't put your money there. Hmm. But yeah, it, it, might, it, it might bring a little bit of uh, memory to Andre Williams as well, who had a, about as good of a running back year as you could have a few years ago for Definitely. BC and really didn't, didn't get Definitely. any serious Heisman contention. Um, yep. So, yeah, so that one's good to know. All right, so moving mm-hmm. uh, into a few other things beyond BC, obviously uh, we appreciate the little bit of insight on our team, but what's a guarantee for free money to start the season? What if I have 20 bucks? And I'm 20, just like 200. 100, 200 bucks. And I'm just like, you <laughs> know what? You need I, I'm, you an, I'm you a new better. Get any money that you don't have. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in New Jersey, and DraftKings has just made it legal for me to place some bets right on DraftKings. What is my guarantee bet for the start of this season? My first official free money pick of the season is Florida State minus 5.5. So they're playing Virginia Tech to open up the season. Virginia Tech is depleted on the defensive side of the ball, especially at linebacker, and that's bad news for them opening up against an athletic FSU team. So five key starters on defense are gone for Virginia Tech. Two of the, I believe, the Edmonds brothers, and the game is in Tallahassee, which is always tough, especially in early September, uh, which is going to be extremely warm and it's going to be tough for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that just Willie Taggart, it'll be his first first game of uh, his FSU career, but I'm confident that the Knowles will, will pull it out and uh, we'll, be, we'll be eating chicken dinners all <laughs> weekend long. I love it. And so, and this is just another question because I'm also a Florida State fan. Do you have an idea of who's going to start between DeAndre? FSU and Boston College? What? <laughs> yeah. So do you have an idea who's going to start with uh, DeAndre Francois and, and Blackman for Florida State? Does that affect you? That it's doesn't be Francois. It's got to be Francois. I thought so, too. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Um, if not, then Willie Taggart's smoking some stuff that he got in Oregon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. So I know Derek just mentioned um, legalized gambling in New Jersey, but uh, just to kind of get away from the numbers for a second, what's your opinion? Mm-hmm. I mean, this probably affects your business more than ours about le- legalized sports gambling. I mean, I don't know the – the specifics in terms of where you can actually bet now and what's because it's federal federally legal but not um, legal for each state so yeah what is your insights into that I mean you're more connected to that world than we are yeah so obviously I'm a huge proponent of uh, legalization of sports gambling uh, and little by little every state it will eventually uh, legalize it with the exception of Utah but I think now five or six states have legalized it and every single week there's we're making inroads in every single uh, state and government uh, to legalize it. So that's definitely something that we, as we, as states become, as it becomes legalized in more and more states, we can definitely grow the community, which is, uh, you know, helpful for me. But I, I think that this is, it's a great community. Um, you know, there are some uh, people that say otherwise, but they just, they just don't understand. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about where the future of uh, sports gambling uh, is headed. So more friends is good <laughs> yeah <want> more friends <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly so all right so uh getting back to some predictions for the season so um you, we talked about bc's over under at six or five and a half opening at five and a half inching up to six maybe we'll get to six and a half um what are some other team total over unders for the wins for the season that jump out at you as ones that you should target uh to put your money on as far as 
the you know marquee college yep. football teams that have these over unders that you like. Definitely. So in doing my research, um, I, I've noticed that teams that return at least seven defensive start defensive players on average see their win total increased by at least half a game. Hmm. But on the other side of the ball, on offense. Need, they need an offense needs to return at least nine players to increase their win total by half a game. Um, so, with that said, a couple of teams that I love the over, uh, as you mentioned, Boston College. Uh, another another team that I love the over is Mississippi State over eight and a half. So Joe Moorhead, who's the the coach taking over for Dan Bullen, has got himself a squad. Dan Bullen left him some great talent. They actually returned 17 starters, including their quarterback, Nick Fitzgerald. Uh, and not only that, so you would think that Coach Joe, he might have a little tough time coming being as being his first start, but he actually was a coach at Fordham, and he led their team to, to stellar, stellar seasons. So I expect a great year for Mississippi State. Their defense is lights out, and their schedule is in their favor. Get this. Their non-conference schedule, Stephen F. Austin, <laughs> joke, <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette, easy, Kansas State, they shouldn't have a problem with them, and Louisiana Tech. That's four wins in non-conference, easy money. Right. Another team that I love is Old Dominion, over five and a half. So this one, I, I, I got to give credit to where credit's due. My good friends, Mr. Stanford Steve and Mr. Chris Felica, uh, they actually – talked about this team on their their recent podcast behind the bets they have the easiest schedule they have nine returning offensive starters seven on defense and you know i love that that seven defense they play liberty fiu charlotte to start the season that's three wins easy and watch out watch out for the fourth game against Virginia tech i'm not saying they're they're gonna pull the upset but could happen i love it that's a hot take we love hot takes here on the podcast Uh, and as far as team unders, Virginia Tech, I am selling the Hokies this season. They, they start off at Florida State, which I know they're going to lose. Then they host Miami and Notre Dame. That's another two losses. That's, that's just a – Virginia Tech, their defense is depleted. Their secondary is gone. Their linebackers, I have no experience. I Usually I'm a big fan of the Hokies, but this season I think they have a tough year and – you can count on the under eight and a half for a winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. That's that's good news for BC fans as well. That Virginia Tech is part of their really tough gauntlet that is being perceived mm-hmm. as the really tough gauntlet anyway. So good to hear that on Virginia Tech. So, um, yeah, I'm. This is all very good information. This is way more informative. <laughs> no, and and obviously no offense, offense intended, but this is way more informative than I was expecting. I'm I'm writing these down because I'm going to actually place these bets. <laughs> Um, so speaking, yeah, we of, use more free money. So we do, we do. We'll take Derek's, we'll take Derek's money, yeah. $20 and my $200 and pull it. Down. <laughs> hey, my 20 turns into 40, then it's 40 bucks. And then I do more free money bets. It's fine. It's fine. Love it. Um, Love it. so we mentioned hot takes. Um, so we love hot takes here on the podcast. Is there anything like a bold prediction? We won't hold this to you. This is just kind of, if someone wants to go out on a limb and take, take a crazy bet and put their money high somewhere, payout. How, high payout, high risk, high reward mm. bets. Is there anything in college football that that jumps out at you? Yeah. Uh, let me think about that. Um, one thing that I don't – I really don't think – okay, this is a hot take. How about this? <laughs> Brian Kelly 
will be fired mid-season wow. from Notre Dame. Okay. I love that okay. take. I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how about another one? Let's let's think. Uh, all right, this 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 is this is a hot take for you. The winner of the Florida versus Florida State matchup at the end of the season will end up in the college football playoffs. Ooh. All right. Florida, Florida State. So that puts them at the end of the season. That means they're both probably top ten teams, you're saying, and winner is getting yeah. into the playoff. All right. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. That is a hot take. I mean, that's that's a hotter take than I think it sounds on the surface. That's a that, – that's – it that's takes bet- a lot for that to happen. That's betting on two teams. I'm a big bounce back year for yeah. the Florida Gators. I think Dan Mullen will have his guys ready for the season, and I think. Oh, here. Yep. Can you can you repeat that part? You we cut out a little bit there. We lost you there for a little yep. bit. I think that Dan Mullen will have the Gators ready, and I know there's been a lot of off the field issues in Gainesville, but I think that this season, Dan Mullen with his team and his returning returning starters, I think will have them will have them ready to go in, in right. Gainesville this season. All right. So that is a hot take. Florida and Florida State winner is going to the college football playoff. That is that's good stuff right there. Um, all right, so let's let's uh, we got one more question, or at least I got one more question for you, and then we can see if Steve's got anything else. Um, we're talking about all these teams that are going to have great years, but when push comes to shove, is it going to be Alabama again this year, or is someone going to going to dethrone these guys and actually? Uh, I mean, obviously not that they've yeah. been perennial. I mean, Clemson's been with them, but uh, is it Alabama or do you take the field over them? It's <sighs> a tough question. I, I can't bet against Saban, so I'll say this. I'll say playoffs, definitely. Finals, most likely. Championship, they're champions this year. Uh, i got to say toss-up on that one, but, but count on them to be in the playoffs, and then yep. from then on, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. All right. I'll I like take that. I, I like a no there. What do you make of the uh, just real quick to make of the quarterback controversy lately with Alabama with Jalen Hurts comments? I don't know if you saw those about how you felt like the situation hasn't been handled well with him. Yeah, I mean, it's a that's a delicate situation that Saban's got himself. Um, but you know, like they like people always say, when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Uh, so I expect uh, Hurts to to transfer at the end of the year. But you know. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there. We got to see yeah. what happens Man. and how it plays out. I'm a big Tua guy, though, so yeah, <laughs> uh, love me some Tua. <laughs> well, John Anthony, this has been spectacular. I don't know if do you have any uh, words you like to say to your listeners or, or to our listeners or to anyone who might be listening right now. Any parting parting thoughts? Nope. But uh, if you're looking for some free money picks for the season and uh, are looking for a big college football fan, be sure to follow me on Twitter at lgamblingguru and. Uh, Tweet me, send me messages, and uh, love to hear from you. Excellent. Well, I'm Alrighty. I'm gonna go place those bets immediately after this podcast. <laughs> so we really appreciate we really appreciate you coming Before on. BC goes up to six and a half. We yeah. have to do that right now. <laughs> um, well, thank you, John Anthony, and as as uh, always, you're always welcome on this podcast. This was very informative. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll we'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Alrighty. Thanks, John. Bye bye. All right, so thanks again to John Anthony giving all of our listeners, as well as his followers, uh, like they always get, the free money picks, What, where to spend your money this gambling season, this football season. Uh, if you are lucky enough to be in a place where it's legalized, you can place all that money on those bets, and you'll be in great shape with the free money. Did you hear the two most important things that I heard? I heard Boston College is going to be great Boston this year. Boston College and Florida State. And Florida State. Let's yeah. go. Um, I'm into so, that. So it's... Uh, 
again, you can add another one to the list of things that we're hearing good about BC. We can touch on this a little bit in the BC update at the end of the podcast today, but uh, more good news for Boston College as, mm. we, as we inch closer. The word is spreading. BC's yeah. back, baby. Absolutely. So uh, thanks again to John Anthony. Go check him out on Twitter, at LGamblingGuru uh, on Twitter. You can get all the pics right there. Like we said, he's got over 30, I think it's 33 uh, or 3,100 followers he's got. So uh, a number that's growing, and you know, the more those picks are right, the more that number is going to grow. So uh, go check him out there for sure. Uh, and with that, that brings us into period number two, which is sports. All righty. So sports, uh, Steve. What do we want to talk about? I guess we're going to talk about baseball. We're going to start. We're going to start with baseball because it's August, and uh, we also have some uh, NFL Hall of Fame news. Yep. Um, but to start us off is the royally embarrassing sweep <laughs> of the Yankees by the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan. I'm yep. a Rays fan, but. I watched these games because this was supposed to be like a powerhouse this was the series. matchup. This was the yeah. series of the season, right? And this I mean, was this was a first first round knockout. Yeah, this was just as yeah. bad as it gets. And um, yeah. and you're a diehard Red Sox fan, so I want to I want to hear how this this probably affected you emotionally. Uh, I this was like the most invested I've been in regular season games in a while. Now I was on vacation as uh, by the way, that's why we didn't podcast last week. I was away. That'll be in my final drive. I'll talk about that. But I was away, so I didn't. I wasn't at. I wasn't at home what giving full attention to the games. I was like out, you know, doing stuff with my family, but I was like I did have an eye on like drinking and like beers and like cool doing cool stuff. <laughs> no. Um but so I, I I did have my eyes on my eye on the games and you know, watch as much of them as I could. This was obviously this was the this is one of those series that like you don't remember regular season series very often, but this one will get remembered because of the sheer nature of it. Now coming into the series, both teams had a lot of injuries. The Yankees had their you know, two of their big bats injured, which is you know, arguably more significant than what the Red Sox had, but the Red Sox had injuries kind of across the board and maybe more minor roles, like guys like Rafael Devers was hurt. Uh, Chris Sale is obviously a huge one, missing a start in this series. So the way that was all lining up, you said, you know, the Yankees are going to miss Sale. They're going to get Severino out there. They got Sabathia. You know, they're, they're going to have their guys that they like that, that have always pitched well against the Red Sox or, or generally do, uh, and they're going to miss Sale. So this is like, this is it. This is the time for the Yankees to make this a race again. And it goes the total opposite way. Even in the in the game that Chris Sale was supposed to pitch, the Red Sox hang 15 runs on the Yankees. So it ends up being a blessing in disguise that Chris Sale doesn't pitch for the Red Sox and waste a start on a game you score 15 runs. You know, yeah. so um, it just like the way everything went from from Jump Street. You had that you had that 15-7 win in the first game, then back-to-back games where the Yankees' offense was just anemic. Like I think it was six hits in those two games combined. Uh, Rick Porcello threw a complete game one hitter with a one hit was a solo home run. And then Nathan Evaldi throws like eight shutout with like five hits. Go Rays. That's yeah. A, that's a yeah. Race he's, a Rays, he's a he's a Rays guy. And one thing about uh, Nathan Evaldi that people are overlooking a little bit. My brother had sent me these numbers. Um, Nathan Evaldi had one horrendously bad start this year. I don't know. You being a Rays fan may yes. have noticed it. It was against Minnesota. Correct. Uh, he pitched two innings. He gave up eight earned runs, which blows up his ERA a little bit. If you remove that start, which obviously you can't just remove a start, but for the sake of argument, if you do, Evaldi's got really good numbers this year. He's got a whip under one with that start removed, yeah. and he's got like a 296 ERA. So yeah. he's been very good besides that start. And he's kind of what the Red Sox need. They yeah. need like a guy who just throws gas. Yes. Like yes. they've got Chris Sale who moves the ball all over yep. the place. They've got yeah. um, Porcello who can yeah. like pinpoint accuracy yep. anywhere he wants. but gets And Price has lost velocity on his fastball. I mean, Chris Sale – 
is throwing yeah. 99 this year, so he's an exception. But other than Chris Sale, they don't have any fireballers in their starting rotation. Mm-hmm. They've been relying on guys that throw at a lower velocity. Um, one thing that I talked about with some people that I don't remember if I talked about on this podcast, so I'll just bring it up quickly. Tell me if I have already talked about this. But one thing that I felt was very important, and they were talking about it on the broadcast. I might have actually told you offline was that they should the, the Red Sox really needed to get David Price out of Chris Sale's, Chris Sale's shadow. Yeah. Um, because every time David Price was taking the ball or taking the mound, he's going out there the day after Chris Sale did. And so and Chris Sale's throwing 99 fastball, 79 slider, right? 20-mile-an-hour difference, disgusting stuff. And David Price is not the David Price of 2000, or of his 24-year-old season or whatever. You know, he's throwing 93 fastballs. He's throwing, like, 85 sliders. You know, there's not as big of a difference there. Just, but he's, a, he's still a big, tall lefty that's like about one inch different in height. And so it's a similar look to lineups, opposing lineups. Um, so it's basically like seeing Chris Sale back-to-back days. But a worse version But of a worse Sale. version. And yeah. And you've already seen his pitches and the adjust, five times. the adjustment is a little bit easier. And now ever and since the All-Star break, David Price has been going out there following Rick Porcello, this time following Nate Evaldi. And he goes out there, and he has much better results. He, even though he ended up uh, being on the hook for the loss in that fourth game for a little while. He pitched really well in that game. He went six shutout before putting two base runners on and both inherited runners scored. So uh, David Price getting right is one thing, and that's another big uh, factor with the Evaldi addition is that it gives you a righty to mix into that rotation because they had lefty, righty, and then Price can follow a righty instead of following sale. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of good stuff there. But, yeah, I mean, overall, just – Especially the way that fourth game went, it's embarrassing for the Yankees. It's, I mean, so the Yankees have been kind of on the slide for a while. Yeah, now. they have. So they haven't been as dominant. I mean, I watched this series with the Rays, and and they basically have lost eight out of nine mm-hmm. to the Rays this year. Like yeah. they're, they're really not playing. Very and they're well. six and six against Baltimore, who yeah. is like a really bad team. <laughs> so I think Yanks were overrated. They were kind of inflated in terms of numbers mm-hmm. at home, and and now that they've lost two of their yeah. best hitters, yeah. their pitching staff can't control the games mm-hmm. like they used to, so now it's just no one on the team can hit, yeah. and half, maybe one or two of the pitchers can pitch. Yeah, yeah. So I think they might be... Yeah, in, I mean, they still got Severino. They still have a really good bullpen, but the bullpen is not pitching as well lately. You know, I mean, you see Zach Britton's been shaky, their big acquisition. Sonny Gray got moved to the bullpen, so that adds a subpar pitch to their bullpen the way he's been throwing. And Aroldis Chapman blows a, sa- a three-run save opportunity in Game 4 against the Red Sox. So uh, the Yankees have their struggles. With all that said, the crazy thing is the Yankees are still the third-best team in baseball. Yeah. The Yankees have the third-best record in the league. They're still going to win over and, 100 games. And they're still, they might still win 100 games, and people will be like, the Yankees suck. Like, yeah. you know, like it's, it's kind of insane. But, um, but, so, but, yeah, so obviously a super, super disappointing series for them. But... They just have to refocus. They got to get people healthy. You know, you got the the Yankees uh, for all the, for everything we say about the Yankees. I will say this: if they get everyone healthy again and they win the wild card game, they will feel perfectly confident going back up against the Red Sox. Yeah. I don't think this is a series that um, psychologically puts a nail in their coffin against yeah. the Red Sox because they were missing enough guys and they had if they had enough circumstances go wrong for that. Steve Pierce hit four home runs in this series. You <laughs> yeah, know? like I mean, like they had enough things go wrong. That I don't think the Yankees consider that like that wasn't a knockout punch to the Yankees, but it's certainly a wake up call to them if they don't get it together. They could miss the playoffs. It's still possible um, if they go into a legit slump because they've got good teams behind them in this wild card race. You've got Oakland is maybe going to catch the Astros. O- yeah. Oakland's been streaking. You've got Seattle still there. Houston, the Cleveland Indians are obviously leading their division. So. 
there's a lot of good teams right now in the AL, and the Yankees have to actually get it together against these subpar teams before the end of the season comes around because they still got the Red Sox six more times. They got the Mariners. They got the A's. They got series against all these teams. So it'll be interesting coming down the stretch, but uh, definitely a big blow to the Yankees, and for all intents and purposes, kind of feels like they're eliminated in the AL East now, being nine and a half back um, yeah. with two months left. So, so I think this – I agree with you. I don't think that this put the nail in the coffin for the Yankees versus the Red Sox, but I think this is a huge blow. Like, yeah. this doesn't get better for them the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but, we, I mean, this is just a, a yeah. small rivalry in the grand scheme of, of baseball. They'll both make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah both true. Fine. Uh, one, one thing I saw today on Around the Horn, which I think is maybe a good point, is that I think uh, nationally maybe people are being a little bit too hard on the Yankees as opposed to just making this more about the Red Sox. Like, the Red yeah. Sox just played – the Red Sox are on fire right now, and they have been for the whole season. Um, the you know really the Yankee, I think the comparison I heard was if any other team in the league lo- got swept by the Red Sox this week, nobody would be saying that that team was True. was in a tailspin, you know. But it's the Yankees, so of yeah. course the expectations. Wouldn't there. you love so more Red Sox? I certainly coverage. no. I certainly the bigger the target on their back, I don't consider it a good thing. For, I mean, it's obviously great that they're winning this much, but if they roll into the playoffs with a, close to that wins record or anything, it just puts a huge target on your back. You know, guys like David Price and Rick Porcello, I don't quite trust them enough yet to be like the Warriors of baseball and like have that target on your back. So okay. we'll see. We'll see. But well, obviously you love to see that as a Red Sox fan. Well, so. any last um, tidbits on Red Sox Yankees? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it, it's the only the only downside for the neutral fan is that the last three game series of the season was poised to be a great one between these th- these two teams, and now if the division isn't actually in reach, it won't be as good of a series. It'll yeah. just be lining up pitching rotations. So true. But um, cool. Well, let's move it along to the NFL. Yep. Not that we have a ton going on. We've got some uh, camp news. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just gonna say that uh, the the Patriots look like they're having fun. The Patriots. There's, there's been some. I think Bill Belichick might be feeling the pressure a bit. From yeah, they're, like they're the letting neg- him have fun. They're le- yeah, he's like I, letting offensive linemen play catch defense, punts. Yeah. And they're so the thing is, that's happened at times in the past. It yeah. does feel a little more prevalent this year, and maybe it is Belichick changing because he feels like maybe the that's required now at this point because not everyone the team hates players him. nowadays <laughs> aren't on board with the hard-ass coach. We, we've talked about this in baseball, I think, how baseball managers are – trending towards the guys that are the front the players friends instead of, instead of the hard ass who's going to like be all over them um the the patriots offseason goes on the same roller coaster every year tom brady is going to retire tom brady is uh less dedicated to football this year he's spending more time with his family he's not working at, he's, he skipped otas then he gets to camp and everyone's like he's rusty <laughs> and then he's still he's still good and and no one else in the afc is good because the whole nfl stinks so <laughs> so that's like the same thing that happens every year so until something different happens in the regular season, I'm not going to make anything of preseason football. Okay, so. well then let's move to the NFL Hall of Fame, which we should make something of because it was weird this year. Yeah. There was a lot of weird <laughs> yeah. topics. So we have four bullet points here. One is Ray Lewis goes batshit crazy. C- continues to be batshit crazy. Yeah. Terrell Owens skips a ceremony and holds his own. Randy Moss had the best Hall of Fame experience that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And Brian Dawkins delivered a powerful speech. And Earl Ecker was funny. Yeah. Brian Earl Ecker was funny. Yeah. Um, So I really think this was weird overall. It's the most attention I've ever paid to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, But let's kick it off with Ray Lewis and his crazy nutso (laughs) speech that went. Do you know how long it went? No. (laughs) I I didn't watch much of this. I only saw the highlights of it. Um, 33 minutes. 33 minutes. (laughs) Holy crap. That's how long he was up there raving like a lunatic. He is a lunatic. Yeah. Ray Lewis is crazy. So, uh, um, I mean, it, it's like it, it is. It's like it's 
I mean, this metaphor gets used a lot, or the analogy, or whatever. It's like watching a train wreck. Like you can't take your eyes off. Yes. Like that's that's the experience of watching Ray Lewis give a speech. Like, uh, it's what am I watching? Is like kind of you can't stop watching because it it's just unlike any anyone else you've ever seen talk. And it's scary because yeah. he killed a dude. Yeah, I know. Like he, this is yeah. a person who's acting like a preacher, like a man of God. Yeah. He's up there screaming about God and and just like his rights yeah. and his 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 destiny, and he's. He's yeah. killed a man. I mean, yeah. I, I know it's never been proven. Yeah. He's never been oh, convicted, you should have. But it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative evidence, and there's a lot of negative things surrounding you, a guy who's so self righteous. You should have heard on Saturday. I was driving home from New Hampshire, and in the car ride home back to Boston, and whoever the host was on WEI was doing a solo show, and uh, he was a University of Miami grad, and he's like a Boston. This is a Boston sports show, yeah. and like it came back from commercial, and he literally just made a quick like. A quick like congrats to Ray Lewis, like because he was a Miami fan and he like did a quick like I love Ray Lewis. He's that's my guy. Like you know I hate that everyone thinks he's a murderer. Like like yeah. and like the callers just for the next hour, just like this guy just like buried himself. Like I, I mean like it. he he just made his own bed and buried himself. Just callers nonstop would like similar to your call screening experience. They would say they were calling about something else. Yes. And then they were like, Ray Lewis murdered that guy. Like, yeah. like, like he's a murderer. Like, and like, oh, the host is getting so mad. So that was just a little aside, but, um, but yeah, so Ray Lewis is, is completely crazy. Yeah. Um, and and it, you don't get to see him too often, which is good. Cause he's yeah. not on television anymore. ESPN but. did have him for a little while. And it was like, it yeah. was, it was too trippy to have him doing an analysis of anything. Cause it was like, yeah. felt like you were suddenly in like a sermon. It felt like, like he was on speed. Yeah. Like he was on yeah. like crazy like, yeah. crack cocaine. Um, anyway, so his kick, I think his was the last speech of the night. I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. certainly the weirdest. And then we have Terrell Owens, who goes the opposite way and holds his own ceremony mm -hmm. um, and actually comes out looking like the good guy here. Yeah. Um, so he was mad that he's been spurned by the writers. He didn't get in his first time or second time. I think he got it was like, four, mm -hmm. his like third or fourth time he got, he got elected. Um, and he's and he has a really nice, eloquent speech. He says, like, he, he doesn't, like, get mad. You know, he yeah. just says... I think the writers have too much power and they mm -hmm. didn't follow the rules and I owe it to this school in, mm -hmm. instead of the writers. So mm -hmm. I'm here to celebrate me and you and this is great, mm -hmm. whatever. And it looks good. Immediately, the Hall of Fame considers yeah. making it mandatory for people to show up <laughs> yep. after T.O.'s speech, like within days. Yeah. And he's the one guy in the history of the Hall of Fame to not attend the ceremony. Yeah. I read that stat. Yeah. And they immediately say it's they want to make it, yeah. Which is such a bad, like petty. Look. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible look for the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like it's like you literally just had a murderer on the stand, yeah. like like yeah. like speaking for thirty three minutes at your Hall of Fame ceremony. You have guys that are that have had very bad domestic violence. You have guys that have been convicted of murder. Yeah. Of like there there are so many terrible characters in the NFL Hall of Fame. That you're gonna draw the line at not going to the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. That's what's gonna like, like you can do all that stuff and still be uh, inducted into the hall, but if you don't show up for the ceremony, that's the one that disqualifies yeah. you. It's and a terrible it, look, and it just continues the narrative that that's why he didn't get in in the first place. Yeah, because he was just a big personality who didn't get along yeah. with the the media. Yeah, that exactly. And now they get to say, oh look at this, like oh you didn't show up, we'll make a rule for. Like, you're not just, gonna do it our way. You're not going to be in the Hall of Fame. They're like, still that's, fighting his person. Like, yeah. You have to know Terrell Owens by now. Yeah. You have to know yeah. him. <laughs> like, this is Terrell Owens. He did, yeah. did sit-ups in his driveway while yeah. he was negotiating a new contract. Yeah. Or something. Like, was a free <laughs> agent. He's just like a wild character. And yeah. 
I think he comes out looking better in this scenario. Yeah, I completely agree. Not that I think that, like, I still think he's a clown, but, yeah. like, I mean, like, between the two sides, for sure, he comes out looking way better. And to be honest, I don't totally disagree with his, some of his core uh, – some of his core message there like the it's not just football in every sport the writers who decide on these hall of fame and like the all nba and like all the writers have so much power now like we've talked about this before like nba writers decide what a player's max contract is yeah like if a guy gets all nba first team he gets more potential earnings than if he doesn't and that's a writer's vote so it's like there's certain things like that that i think writers have got a little bit too much power now, and if they're not using it correctly, if think if that's To's core message, then I don't necessarily disagree with it all. Yeah. But. So, other than that, um, Randy Moss had an awesome, awesome Hall of Fame. He had a great speech. Um, I don't know if you saw the ESPN special about him make getting his bust done. I didn't. It's no. so funny. Mm. Even just the trailer for it, he because they you get you go into this room with the guy who makes the busts, and he's got all your facial expressions and hairstyles photos up on a board, and you get to pick your facial expression and your hairstyle, and and for Randy Moss who's had an afro and cornrows and like <laughs> uh, and like dreads and everything, yeah. it's like a difficult decision. Um, so he's he's looking through and he pulls out a photo. He goes, "What do you think we could do this one?" And the guy starts cracking up and he looks at the photo and it's him in in uh, Vikings uniform with a huge huge afro. <laughs> and Randy Mars, Matt Moss starts cracking up. He's like, "We could do it if you want." He's like, "No, we'll put it up there just in case." Um, and then they show him the almost ready bust of him. Like they do it so it looks like him, but it's bald and yeah, yeah. doesn't have the expression. So he's like, "Oh, like I'll take a look at the almost done one and then you can add the features." And the guy whips it up. He goes, it doesn't, he goes, it doesn't look like you, so don't, like, freak out. It, it's not done yet. It doesn't look like you. He whips it up, and Randy Moss goes, oh, my God, that's me. That's me. I'm looking at me. Like, it, he, like, freaks out at how much it looks like yeah, him. It's yeah. just, like, a very cool moment. Um, I'll need to check it out. Uh, and in, other, in another uh, very classy move, he wore a tie. You I did see what, I did you see see the what tie. he wore? Yeah. So he wore a tie of um, black men and women who were either killed by police or, or suspected to be killed by police, and it, it was a very good good way of of making a statement mm-hmm. on a grand stage and not making it all about that yes. and all about him yes. um so i think he did a very good job with that yep love randy moss so that's a that's a great uh highlight to the hall of fame ceremony and then we mentioned brian dawkins uh brian Erlacher, both both also had really good speeches brian dawkins i didn't again didn't see the whole thing but i saw a clip of it, it was very powerful about his his fight against depression and and some of the things that he's gone through um, the fact that he was, you know, suicidal at one point, and it was it was one of those very impassioned and powerful speeches that the the crowd starts to get so into it that he can't kind of can't talk. He has to wait every five seconds yeah. for them to quiet down. It's kind of got very very um, uh, energized and very emotional um, speech. That was a really good one as well. So there was you know there was good stuff sprinkled in there uh, with the Hall of Fame speech, despite some of the or a lot of the weirdness that surrounded it. Yeah. Um, but so there you go. Can't wait for next year. Can't wait for next. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of next year, like next year has got a good Hall of Fame class, but this is one of the best Hall of Fame classes you'll see. I yeah, think. like this is a ridiculous. I good. love Terrell Owens and Randy Moss going into yeah. together. Yeah, I, think that's I know. Great. I know it's true. Um, so there you go, NFL Hall of Fame. Anything else on sports that you want to touch on? Uh, that's it for sports for me. All righty, cool. That brings us into period number three, which is pop culture. Alrighty, so pop culture. We got one major topic here uh, that is relevant to pop culture 
uh, in the movie biz, and it's a topic that we've talked about several times. A lot. And maybe even foreshadowed this happening something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, movie pass crashes and burns. That's what you wrote here. I did. Um, that may be a little bit of a dramatic characterization, but it's pretty close, I think, to what's happening. Uh, so MoviePass, I actually got an email today from MoviePass shortly after I saw this in the agenda that you had put here. Um, I got an email today, even though I'm not even MoviePass customer anymore. They must still have my email in the database and need to explain their pricing to me. So <laughs> yeah. um, MoviePass, as we had mentioned, back in the day, you know, we ta- you had heard of, you had seen MoviePass CEO I've, speak Yeah, somewhere. I've seen him speak. It's great. And uh, MoviePass was $50 a month. Do you remember that? Way back, 50 bucks a month, unlimited movies. Mm. That's what it was okay. originally. So you're like, okay, I would need to go to a lot of movies to make, you know, five movies a month I would need to go to to make that work. Um, then they got that huge investment from some from an investor, I don't know, whoever it was, an analytics firm or something. And they lowered their price to $10 from 50 down to 10 unlimited movies. Which is crazy. And I was like, that's nuts. Like, yes, I'll do that. That's, that's, less, the co- that's less than one movie. They shouldn't have gone that And well. I can go to unlimited movies. So, um, so they go to $10 a month, unlimited movies. Um, I pay for it for four months. <laughs> I go to three movies, so <laughs> I basically don't save anything. The, I probably lost a little you bit. You are the sucker they were I'm hoping the sucker. for. I'm the sucker they're hoping for, but in their email today, so all right, so then what, hap- what happens today or announced today or yesterday or whenever it was is that MoviePass has reduced the number of movies you can go to now to three a month. So three movies a month instead of quote-unquote unlimited, which was one a day. So let's call it 30. From 30 movies a month yeah. to three. What do you think they decreased the price from? If they went from 30 movies to three movies, what would they decrease the price to from 10? They decreased the price? No, no I'm saying what, what would you think so? If the, if, the, if the allotment of movies went from 30 to three, what would you expect the price to drop? I mean, with your logic, three. but I'm, Something lower than I'm, 10, right? I'm still – I think I know what you're going to say. Nope, no, not lower. 10. It's, <laughs> it's 10. 10. It's still 10. So they did not decrease the price at all. They just decreased the number of movies you can go to from unlimited to three. Well, because they were debating the price increase, and yes. people freaked out. They, well, so they debated the price increase, and they also had played with surge pricing as well. Like for IMAX movies or like popular time movies, you pay extra like on top of your, your subscription or whatever, and people hated that too. Um, in the email, they claim that 85% of MoviePass users go to three or less a month. That's I, what they claim in email, and I think I believe that I do because too. I am one of those people, and <laughs> yeah. I went to one a month uh, or less. So, um, so, so, when push comes to shove, I will say this: I still think that's a great it's a good deal. deal. It's still that's still a really good deal. So, I, I will say that if they hang around, I think that they will maybe still survive for a little while on ten dollars a month, three movies. If they can make that price work, they'll still hang on. Um, but essentially, yeah, you have put it here. It's class pass for movies now because there is a limit. It's like you yeah. got you got three movies. You can use them when you want. But that's it. And then next month, you get three more movies. I think if you're seeing more than three movies in a month in theaters... Maybe that's a you problem. That's a you problem. Exactly. (laughs) You should not be allowed to do that. (laughs) There should be a limit, whether you have MoviePass or not. Um, Now, here's the thing. Uh, We... I don't know if we talked about this on air or not, but AMC... Remember, we... Actually, we did talk about this. AMC Mm -hmm. created a rival subscription program because of MoviePass like a month back or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, AMC's subscription is $20 a month... Um, for th- up to three movies a week, which is, you know, for all intents and purposes, unlimited movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if you're on more than three a week, you have an even bigger problem. So AMC, directly through AMC, they do, it's like an A-list, it's called, like the A-list program, uh, 20 bucks a month, three a week. So that's essentially unlimited, essentially doubling yeah. up movie pass. So I think now we might have settled into this territory that we could stay at for a while, where there's going to be people that just want to pay 10 bucks, and they'll do movie pass, and it'll be great. And then for real moviegoers who want to go to more than three a month, they'll do the AMC subscription. They'll be great. 
I think that ten dollars for three movies a month is still an amazing. Deal. I agree completely. They just made the the wrong choice. Original choice. <laughs> Correct. And now people are like, oh, I don't. Need, I'm not paying. $10. If they went to this originally, people still would have said that's a great deal. That's a great. And deal. no one is. No one has the ability to abuse it because it's three a month. Yeah. Like people, you know, people abused it, and that's where they lost money. You know that there are people out there who just bought 30 movie tickets well, a month. Well, I, I listened to a podcast that said they were losing millions of dollars sh- a day. I'm sure they were. I'm yeah. sure they were. And, and it's from – and this is where their email is correct. It's from 15% of their customer base that they were losing those millions. It yeah. was not from the majority of their customer base. And they base. could probably lose that 15% and make money. Exactly. And that's exactly, I think, what they're basically giving up here. They're like, fine, if those people leave, they leave. But the 85% that are still – Going to less than three a month, they're going to keep doing this. I think so. I think if if it settles into you're right, if it if it proves it's viable and it's going to stick around, yeah. and it makes sense, and there's no more changes, I will sign up for three movies a month. For I think I agree, and so in that sense, it can survive. I still think, and I kind of had a feeling about this from the beginning. I think Movie Pass's bigger legacy than surviving will be that they probably were a gateway to subscription movie models. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be the bigger movie companies that are going to yeah. be able to do well, it because they hold the cards. I have faith, and I know I've, I've talked about this on podcasts, but for the new listeners, the the CEO of MoviePass, yeah. I heard him speak, he's a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. He was the CEO of Netflix. Mm-hmm. He was he was one of the co-CEOs. He, in, he was the CEO of Redbox. So he mm-hmm. invented Redbox yep. So every time he used to get a movie. And now he's the CEO of MoviePass. So he, he gets the industry. He knows where the trends are. Yeah, it, it's true. A, it's a it's a person who's innovating in the correct directions, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. MoviePass is a brilliant idea. Yeah. It just has to work. And hey, they got a lot of for whatever it's worth. They got a lot of publicity for that ten dollars unlimited movies. Now, obviously, they're taking it all back. Yeah. But like the people that signed up, you know, I, I, I well, canceled mine, but there's a lot of people that didn't cancel it. Think, I guarantee. Think of all the people who are hearing for the first time that MoviePass is like, oh, they they're. Their yeah. subscription model is changing. You now you can only go to three movies, and they're like, "Oh, like, three wait, movies three for movies how much? For ten bucks? Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. like that. That's uh, one movie cost twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, yeah. So it's uh. So again, it, to be honest, the only reason I ended up canceling it, we said before, was that the theater in the common is not supporting. Yeah. So that's this a is, very this unique isn't, to us. This isn't any press is good press. A moment, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. So, yeah. um, so that's pop culture. Just the big movie movie topic there. Anything else you want to say on pop culture? No, no, that's a good pop culture topic, though. Cool. That brings us into our fourth and final period, which is the BC Update. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, Bunch of Dudes. Alrighty, so the BC update. For those of you who are maybe first-time listeners or non-BC listeners, this has been, for the last probably year, the segment that we lead the show with. We lead the show right after our opening discussion, uh, opening comments or whatever. We lead the show with the BC update. It's pretty quick. It's 10 minutes or less usually. Uh, we touch on BC football. We'll touch on any other BC events we're going to, whatever, BC basketball if it's relevant at the time. So we touch on those BC items. Now, um, let's first talk about the BC topic we have, and then we can talk about maybe the future of the BC segment for the podcast going forward. So you have it first here, the Fish Fieldhouse. I do. So the uh, new million-dollar, couple-million-dollar Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. which looks gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, they it does. Unveiled it looks it, great. Um, is officially called, uh, the pun intended, officially called <laughs> the Fish Fieldhouse. 
Um, so there's obviously some puns that we can try to make with that. I've, yep. I've written down here. The, the players, are, whenever they go, they can say, gone fishing. Oh, yep, yep, yep. They, we can call it the aquarium. The aquarium. The fish field house. Nice. It's nice. Uh, our team could be the school of fish. The school of fish. That one's a reach, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying here. Yeah, you know, I mean. There's something there. There's something there. I'm having a tough time thinking of the them, too. The fish field house. The fish field house. Yeah, you know, uh, there's something there. So maybe we could crowdsource this one. Just keep swimming. It could say <laughs> just, just keep swimming somewhere just, in the yeah, locker room. Just get, yeah, I think that you, you can get a lot of marine puns <laughs> yeah. in there um, to make uh, everything. Yeah, to make it go, you can dolphinately. Do- <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's dolphinately for shark. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of puns that can be made there, but um, turtley dude. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, the fish field house is is up, and like the whole facility looks beautiful. I mean, everything looks great. Uh, I've been seeing Instagram stories from BC football and from even from like players AJ Dillon, Anthony Brown. These guys are pumped that they're in this field house now. It's like. It's easy to forget. BC had very subpar facilities. Like we were talking about it when they announced this $180 million improvements to their facilities. BC's facilities were not up to par with the rest of the ACC. They mm-hmm. just wasn't. And so um, having a beautiful new field house, a big new weight room that's got the big open seal, like the big high ceiling, lots of natural light. Like it just looks like a gorgeous new facility for yeah. the football team to practice in without being outside, you know, dependent on the weather every day in their regular football stadium that yeah. students can just walk into and like just go in the stands like intramurals like, are happening on the like other on the other yeah. side of the field <laughs> like yeah so i mean so this is just a it's just great that they have this now and I, I i just have to think it improves the morale like of the team in training camp to like be working harder and be more into everything when you have this gorgeous new facility yeah. so. this is a i mean we've talked about it before but it's a brilliant investment like yeah. this gets recruits yeah oh yeah for this, sure for sure. Obviously gets recruits. When, when a recruit shows up, it's like they look around. It's like, where am I, where am I going to be every day? Like, like where am I going to be practicing every day? Where am I going to be playing every day? Where am I going to be honing my craft? Like, where will be, where will I be with my teammates? Like, what are, what is there to offer? And so compared to what we had, this is a huge first step getting this field house done. Um, and so, yeah, it's just we, – we talked about it when Jarman announced it, that the, the new uh, – facility upgrade i think that was that was during jarman's time right when they when they that was right when jarman started i, I think they, so, they yeah. cleared that the new funding maybe it was just before he started but either way it's in motion and it's obviously going well so uh it's great to see the field house up and uh hopefully we can see it paying dividends with a more prepared football team this season because that's really the only thing that i think can hold this team back is being prepared um as long as they, they got go, a lot of time fishing as long as they go fishing every day so <laughs> um so that's, that's that. Anything else on – I mean, we, we talked to John Anthony about BC football a bit. Uh, we've got some time before the season. So is there anything else you want to touch on before we just maybe talk a little bit forward-looking about the BC segment? No, just that there's a weird energy around this BC there team really this year. There really is. There really is. In a good way. There, there's We're different than the past six, seven years. There's a feeling, and I think the players feel it. I think the fans feel it. They and for sure do. the country is starting to feel it. I mean, John Anthony came in. Harping on uh, yeah. BC winning over, at least over, over six total. games, yeah. um, so I, I'm very very excited for this season. Maybe more so than I have mm-hmm. been in the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, we've seen some of the national recognition. The other thing that just came out today that I was reading, not anything crazy, um, but it was an ESPN article with the top 50 players in college football, and AJ Dillon was number 36, which I thought was actually kind of low, hmm. um, but he's on there. You know, th- like that's that's goal number one is like get a player with a little write-up about him in ESPN's top 50 college football players. That's a start. Um, and the write-up was good about him. It was short, but, you know, it's like, you know, it gave him his due. Uh, so, again, I you know, the recognition is there. 
people are seeing what this team is bringing back. So I think it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting season, and you know we could e- very easily be disappointed, like we always are. <laughs> but uh, I know we say this every year, but you're right. I think, and coming from you, it holds a little more weight I because know. I'm always confident. But I'm always like excited, but yeah. I'm the realist. Yeah, and so there is a tangible energy that you can feel different about this team this year, whether it's due to the facilities, due to the returning starters, due to the national recognition in some of these articles and press releases, whatever it is, there's a tangible feeling about this team that there could be something better on the horizon this year than we're accustomed to in years past. So Go Eags, so baby. Go Eags. So last but not least, uh, with this BC update, uh, we're thinking – about branching the BC update into another, uh, I hesitate to call it another podcast, but that's essentially what it would be. Would be another a mini cast, a mini cast. But I mean, but but really a podcast is probably less frequent than you know maybe during football season it's every week, but um, something its own podcast where it would like you know you go to your iTunes and you heard it here seconds there, and we, what we're thinking about since we're going to have maybe some new listeners, you're going to law school at a non BC school, so Make some friends. I don't there. think they all they your like Stetson friends want to hear about Boston College football every week. So, um, so so you know. Our podcast has kind of been branded as an everything variety podcast, you know, and so we do a good job of touching on big stories nationally, on sports stories nationally. I know we have a little bit of a Boston slant to everything, um, but we could reduce that a little bit as well if we wanted. The idea here is that we could make it a little bit more variety and then we could just have a separate thing that you could subscribe to if you want the BC stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. because the thing is our BC listeners, they're going to listen to both. Like I. Murph, I know that you're going to listen to the BC. Murph, you're going to listen to the Murph. BC podcast. If the, if there was a separate one in your iTunes catalog that was 20 minutes instead of 60, you know, you'd listen to it. It's BC football. So uh, we're thinking about doing that. Um, so you know, I guess let us know what you think about it. What do you? I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, for for two reasons. One, we're obviously mm-hmm. splitting up locations. Yeah. We're not going to be following BC mm-hmm. as closely, and we're going to have different things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And if we want to expand this podcast, it's got to yeah. it's got to cover the most ground. Yeah. Or get very specific. We right, can't be right. in the middle. Yeah. Um, secondly, a lot of times there's not that much BC news, right. and we force right. it. Yeah. Because we have the segment mm-hmm. BC news. Mm-hmm. Like over the summer, we're basically saying like, all right, hey. BC alumni, there's a party yeah. for gold alumni. <laughs> the greatest um, bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. that kind of stuff can go. Yeah. Right. Uh, or at right. least go somewhere else. Go somewhere else where, where it could be, you know, whatever. Like it could be if we decided to put some time into it, maybe we get one of those people from the alumni thing yeah. that you tried to get before. Like we have a just a BC podcast. We're not like a variety podcast. You know, we talked to AJ Dillon. Let's say I, I yeah. still have to do that. But let's say I Instagram message AJ Dillon being like, you want to come, on, come a, on the podcast. If I say we have a variety podcast and he turns it on and the first thing we're talking about is movie pass. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe we not. Do, but yeah. if, but if he sees a couple episodes of Boston College, we do a season preview. We're going to have to cut together some clips of the BC yeah, people for we've sure, interviewed, like for sure. Terry Shields, yeah, um, KPL. KPL. Yeah, um, so so we definitely have to do that. But so I think for a number of reasons, there's that. And then the other thing, too, and we can sort of transition this into the closing thoughts of this final in-person podcast here, is that as you move away, we'll be doing the remote podcasting. Um, the more uh, – the, the – the smaller we can chunk things, the better, you know, because because we right now have been for two and a half years have been in a mindset of like Monday night. We spend what, like an hour and a half at least probably yeah, at between least. setup and like prepare probably two hours. Maybe you can say uh, between like just the time you have to a lot to be able to sit down, put everything together. Yeah. And we produce basically an hour every week. And so being remote, you know, we might want to have more flexibility to be like, hey, let's do 25 minutes on 
the the MLB playoffs. Like, let's make sure we talk about the MLB playoffs and mm-hmm. just do a 25 minute release it. Just release stuff, you know. And so the BC would give us another avenue of like, okay, we're releasing the BC podcast, and then maybe that doesn't come with a you heard your second yeah. that day. You we'll know? have so, to talk. So we're getting into a, a deeper territory, yeah. which is like, but yeah, a, a media conglomerate I, style. Yeah, like no, no, totally. release, which is I, I would love that, but we just gotta figure it yeah, out. We gotta figure it out. And yeah, so we basically, can't out, we can't figure it out on the. No, podcast. we can't figure it out here. But I, I wanted to talk about it a little bit more, just because we've been saying for a while like that we have ideas and we're gonna like we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And so I think. Oh, I've got mentioning ideas. mentioning now what the idea is. I think that's kind of what we're leaning towards. So, welcome your thoughts. If you have any thoughts on that, let us know. Uh, if you again, if you want to be guests on anything about anything, let us know, and we can make something work. We're gonna obviously be putting more resources into making remote podcasting easier, which will make it easier for you as a guest to come on here as well. When we get better at that, not that we're bad at having guests now; it's very easy now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so just all that stuff. Keep, you know, give us your ideas. Give us your thoughts, but we'll uh, be assured that we are working on the ways to uh, adjust and be flexible and make it easy to keep going and keep chugging along here. So, so that's that. Any any other thoughts on BC update or anything we just talked about there? I think that about covers it. What we should do also is what we never do is say our handles. We didn't say yeah. our Twitter handles yeah, or our true. Instagram handles. That's true. Um, so I was wondering if you want to people sure those. so we have uh we have at derek and S- no sorry at St- our twitter handle is at steve and derek someone took derek and steve <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who, i don't remember who but it's at steve and derek on twitter we haven't tweeted in oh it looks like you uh retweeted john anthony i did um so, so you went on there <laughs> all right sorry i gotta take a little the, the previous tweet but our previous retweet before john anthony was a john's retweet yeah. And the tweet was podcast is like radio, but not radio. <laughs> so that was, that was a nice one. Uh, <laughs> so he's been, he's been off the whole off season until basketball comes back. But, uh, so, um, at Steve and Derek is our Twitter name at Derek and Steve is our Instagram name. We so should fix that. We should, I, I know. Um, we should, but we've, we've, Derek and Steve is our website name. You Derek heard and it, you heard it here second is the name of the podcast. Yeah, it's true. But it's so long. It's such a long name. I know. I, I, yeah. well, we got to talk about it. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll talk about all that, potential rebrands, all that. We'll, we'll talk about it. So, um, Nothing like a good rebrand. Not the, hey, I like, I'm a fan of rebrands. You know, Get, give give it a little flavor. Give it a give it a boost. So. Rebrand fans. So rebrand fans. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there you go. At uh, For whatever it's worth, right now they're different. But at Steve and Derek on Twitter, at Derek and Steve on Instagram. DerekandSteve.com is the website. You can get to, I think, either of those from there. Just go to iTunes and subscribe. search You Heard It Here Second and, and you, subscribe. It will show up. Or you can also search Derek and Steve. We say yeah. that we say that in the intro, too. If you search Derek and Steve, probably if you search Steve and Derek, it'll probably still work. Um, just follow us just on Just get it on iTunes and follow it. Same thing for any other apps you do. Like like whatever podcast app you do, I think it's there. Like it should be there because podcast app aggregate yeah. like the RSS feeds and stuff. So search for it there. Let us know if you can't find it. But Go and subscribe and follow have it there. John Anthony at L Gambling Guru. L Gambling um, I don't Guru. think he's on Instagram, but I'll double check. Um, but definitely on Twitter, L Gambling Guru, John yes. Anthony. And he'll probably tweet out this episode as well to his uh, followers, yeah. which would be a good thing. So uh, so that's all we got for episode 111. Brings us to the final drive. Final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I want to go second, Derek. Second. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, I mentioned I was up on Lake Winnipesaukee this past week. Uh, for the whole week, that's why we missed the podcast. Where is Lake uh, Winnipesaukee? Lake Winnipesaukee is about, it's uh, kind of close to, it's only about maybe 10 exits, pa- uh, 5 or 10 exits past Loon, I feel like. It's uh, kind of close to Loon Mountain. So, 
uh, New England. Drive, yeah, it's in New England. It's in New Hampshire. Um, well, Lake Winnipesaukee is huge, but where we stayed was uh, near there, about a 30-minute drive past Loon. Um, it was nice. We went. We actually went to the Flume, which is near Loon Mountain. In fact, there's some trails at Loon Mountain named after the Flume, which is kind of like a gorge, um, similar to one of the ones we passed when we stopped with our friend Reed, like mm-hmm. kind of like that, but more of like a, an attraction where you kind of walk through a whole trail. Uh, cool for taking pictures and things like that. So um, went there. Winnipesaukee was great. We stayed at the Nassau Resort, which is like a little set of like a beach cabin resort kind of like. So you rent a cabin. There's a beach bar and restaurant down right there with a dock that you, my dad put his boat in. We were able to take the boat out, uh, bring it to sandbars and stuff like swim around. Uh, went golfing a few times at some uh, decent courses. So uh, I a good golf achievement for me that you might not even believe. So. This, this will be the end of my final drive is this little golf story. I put my driver away because I couldn't hit my driver. I was playing a terrible, terrible round with my driver. I take So I start teeing off with my four iron. And this was a relatively short course we were playing. So we get to a 230-yard par four, drove the green with my four iron. No way. I swear on my life. You can ask my brother and my dad. I birdied the hole. I, I drove a four iron 230 yards. Wow. Yeah, so you. that was the crowning moment of my golf season, for you're, sure. You're correct, though. Yeah. I don't believe you. Uh, no, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling you wouldn't, but I do have I have two witnesses. So um, so that's that. That's my final drive, Lake Winnipesaukee. Good reviews. Obviously, everyone uh, who's been to Lake Winnipesaukee, I think, has good reviews. It's a good lake. And, uh, yeah, it was a good week. It so. doesn't sound like it Winnipesaukes. It does not Winnipesaukes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so my final drive, um, more of just a, a general announcement, is I am moving to Florida uh, next week, so I will not be in Boston for the next podcast. We will, however, continue the podcast. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of making sure we have the technology, which we should. We would, yeah. Um, I'm going to Stetson Law School. It's in St. Pete, Tampa. Um, it's where my father went. Um, so I'm very excited to start my school career, my legal school career. Maybe drop some contracts for future um, uh, sponsors. Rich, rich homie frogs. Yeah, rich homie <laughs> for future sponsors. Of the podcast. Um, so that starts next week. It is is that's I don't know up what soon. my workload's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be very, very uh, mm-hmm. intense. So um, we may be seeing some changes to the podcast. But um, just a note for our listeners, I am officially moving. And if you want to come visit beautiful, sunny St. Petersburg, it's right in Clearwater Beach, beautiful location, mm-hmm. great golf courses, um, I'll be there and looking for any excuse yeah. to procrastinate. And coordinate with myself and some others. Uh, I know James Murphy has also expressed interest in trip for the Florida State Boston College Games. That's on the table. Also, just a regular golf trip is on the table. So we're plans to visit Steve can be coordinated with myself and others that are in the area. And this so. is not a joke. Some people are planning to come down for the Buccaneers versus Browns home game. <laughs> so if you, right. to, if you want to do that, <laughs> call me. All righty. That sounds great. So, uh, so yeah, anything else on anything else you want to say on that departure? No, just thanks to John Anthony at El Gambling Guru. That was great information. Way more uh, actual betting lines than I was expecting. So I'm gonna yeah. I would I w- I'm going to bet these and we'll, we'll report on what we what we find. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll need to check in with him mid season as well. See how that's all going. Mm-hmm. So um, so there it is. Thanks to John Anthony. Uh, episode one eleven is in the books. Like we said, the last in person in this apartment anyway for sure. Uh, podcast that's being recorded. So that's it for one eleven and we will see you guys at some point soon for episode one twelve. Later days. <laughs> <laughs>